0: On today's episode, we're delving deep into the controversies, snubs, and drama surrounding one of the most prestigious awards in music, the Grammys. I'm your host, Aiden, and in this episode, we'll be exploring some of the most unforgettable moments in Grammy history, from artists who were robbed of their well-deserved awards to the scandals that rocked the music industry. We'll be uncovering all the dirty secrets behind the glitz and glamour of the biggest night in the music world. Today on Bitches and Bangers, we're discussing the scammies hello guys welcome back to bitches and Myers. thank you so much for choosing to tune in if you have in fact managed to make it past my unbearable introduction episode with both of your ears still intact and little to no blood then i promise you that the worst is over and for the first proper episode, I thought a good place to start would be to discuss the Grammys. And I would like to give a special shout out to Mr. N. McKenna, who actually thought of the name for the, this episode. He texted me over the weekend and he said, I was just thinking about your Grammys episode because I was originally going to call it The Grammys Are a Scam. And he said, Why don't you call it The Scammies? And I was like, Oh my god, genius? See, this is why you went to Trinity? And I didn't. This is why you got over 500 points in the leave insert, and I didn't. I mean, talk about the true definition of beauty and brains, huh? Um, But yeah, I thought that that was a good place to start. And this year's ones only took place a couple of weeks ago. And like every year, there were certain moments that really grinded my gears. So let's get into it. So the Grammys are awards presented by the Recording Academy in the States to recognise outstanding achievements in the music industry. These big, fat, gilded gramophones are regarded as the most prestigious recognition in the music world. But like almost everything in Hollywood, it has been riddled, riddled with controversy since its inception back in 1959. So they actually had their origin in the Hollywood Walk of Fame project in the 1950s. Recording executives on the Walk of Fame committee compiled a list of significant recording industry people who might qualify for a Walk of Fame star. And they swiftly realised that many people in their business would never earn a star on Hollywood Boulevard. So they decided that to rectify this, they would create awards given by their industry, similar to the likes of the Oscars and the Emmys. Now, I don't want to get too much into the nitty-gritty, but just for reference, there are four main awards that pretty much everyone and their mother is gunning for at the Grammys, and these are Album of the Year, Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and Best New Artist of the Year. Now, I always get confused between the, the difference between Record of the Year and Song of the Year, because tell me that they don't sound the exact same. But would you believe that they're not the same? I have looked into this. Um... So Record of the Year is an award presented to the performer and or production team of a single song. Whereas Song of the Year is presented to the songwriters of a single song. So you don't necessarily have to have co-written or written the song to win Record of the Year. But you do to win Song of the Year. And. I think it goes without saying that the biggest award, like if you're going to pick any award to win at the Grammys, it's going to be Album of the Year. And that's kind of always what strikes the most controversy and the most headlines the next day and everything um, is Album of the Year. Only three artists have won all four awards. Two have won all four at once. That was Christopher Cross in 1981 and Billie Eilish in 2020, making her at the age of 18, the ripe age of eight, The youngest artist to do so. Could you imagine? 18. I could barely wipe my arse at 18. I mean, not literally, but you know what I mean. And here she is winning the four main awards at the Grammys. You know, they do say God has his favourites and it's clearly not me, but what can you do? And then Adele won Best New Artist in 2009 and the other three awards in 2012 and 2017. So the Grammys have been criticized for awarding commercially successful music rather than critically successful, been criticized for snubbing artists to some nominated, sorry, been. let me repeat that, been criticized for snubbing awards to some nominated artists, accused of being unfavorable and racist to black recording artists and criticized for their treatment of female artists. And I think it's good to set out from the outset that no matter what way you look at it, it does not take a genius to discover that the Grammys are nothing more than a mere money-making machine. And you'll see this pattern as we go through that their drive for commercial success often goes hand in hand with snubbing artists and treating them unfavorably because they are either black recording artists, female recording artists, or they are recording in a genre that's unfavorable to the recording academy. Now, in 2007, Maynard Keenan, who is the lead singer of the rock band Tool, did not attend the Grammys to receive one of the awards. And his reasoning was, which I think is excellently, excellently, excellently. How do you say that word? Excellently. What? Excently? No, I'm going to actually just stop there. I'm not even going to try. But he said perfectly that and I quote I think the Grammys are nothing more than some gigantic promotional machine for the music industry they cater to a low intellect and they feed the masses they don't honor the arts or artists for what he created it's the music business celebrating itself that's basically what it's all about then in back then you look back then 1991 our girl Sinead O'Connor became the first musician to refuse a Grammy and in true Sinead style boycotted the ceremony after being nominated for Record of the Year, Best Female Pop Vocal Performance, and Best Alternative Music Performance. Um, She actually went on to win that award for Best Alternative Music Performance, but she refused it. She went on then later to say that her reasoning came from extreme commercialism. Now, I have done a lot of research on this, And it's quite easy to just like brush past the snubs and say, oh, that's unfortunate. They just had a bad year. Oh, that's terrible luck. Better luck next year. Maybe they just made a shite record. But when you have everything laid out on the table in front of you, it is uh, quite frankly impossible to ignore that the Recording Academy are racist and sexist and have a severe diversity problem. Um, But, you know they're insistent and continuously say that nominees and winners are determined solely by voting members of the Recording Academy and that voting members are active creative professionals involved in the recording process, such as performers, songwriters, producers, and engineers. But going back to the point where it's, you'll see as we talk about it that They are awarding people just because of the money that they're producing. I mean, you wonder why if you ever listen to the radio or go into a shop or a cafe or whatever, and they're playing the radio, it's always the same songs they have on. If you look at really popular mainstream pop artists, and sometimes you think, wow, a lot of their songs sound the same. There's a reason for that. Like they know it's gonna make money, they've been using the same chord structure since the 60s and it works well it's familiar to our ears and that's why we automatically like have it humming in our head stuck in our head we are constantly singing to it listening to it and that's the kind of music that charts that tops the charts um that gets nominated for these and that's then when maybe more critically acclaimed music and music from more independent artists are getting snubbed because the Recording Academy they, they just don't care if you're not if you're not bringing in those bills they they ain't got time for you they don't have time for you I mean this year alone the one and only Mr Harry Styles one album of the year for Harry's House which don't get me wrong is a fantastic album I really enjoyed it and it deserves a lot of praise do I think it should have won album of the year no. But that's not what my issue was. And let me just do a little disclaimer here. I am in no way slating Harry Styles. I am in fact in love with Harry Styles. I always have been. When When he auditioned for The X Factor and they got put into One Direction, I got a jumper made for Christmas that said, I heart Harry Styles in turquoise blue. It basically, if you just imagine the the tourist jumpers that you get, but instead of saying I hurt London, it says I hurt Harry Styles. And I wore that shit around with pride. I it was like my armour. And so I loved him. What I will say is that when he joined One Direction and, you know, they became, all, like, they went on to be quite popular. I became a, what I like to refer to myself as a closeted One Direction fan. So I, I secretly loved them and I would listen to them. But I was too cool. I was too fucking cool for One Direction. And that's on me. That's me being a fool. Because now I have to live with the regret. Probably one of the biggest regrets of my life, actually. That I never got to see One Direction perform live. Like... That's the stuff of Greek tragedies, right there. Like, what the what? That's on me. That's on me being nothing more than the fool. I should get mug written on my head for that. So let's just start off there by me saying that I, I love him. I think he's fantastic. Um, and my issue is not with him. My issue is with his words. Let's say so. He gets up on stage to accept the award and goes on to say, and I quote. This doesn't happen to people like me very often. And I was just kind of staring at my screen thinking, wait, did I miss something? Thinking that this big epiphany was gonna hit me, that I was like, holy shit, I didn't know that about you, Harry, wow. But no, nothing came. I just was kind of left thinking, people like you, Harry, like, what does that even mean? You are a young white male, from a middle-class family, good education, went on to be part of the biggest talent show in the world, then went on to become part of the biggest boy band in the world, which then set you up extremely nicely for a solo career. And I'm not saying he didn't deserve it, he does, but let's be honest, it set him up nicely for that. His first His three albums have done incredibly well. He's been nominated for Grammys before. He's won Grammys. Um, So I just... I'm still trying to wrap my head around what he meant by people like me. And, like, in the middle of this, Adele is, like, clapping. She's like, yes, people like us, Harry. So I'm just like, is it because you're English? Because, I mean, I understand why certain people might find that a disadvantage. But it's not, like... It's not hindering you that much Um, I don't know is it because you had to work in a bakery when you were like 14 and flirt with all the girls who were you know dying over you with that luscious curly hair I'm not really sure I'm still confused Um, if anybody has any thoughts on that let me know Um, is it because like he he was papped and on all the tabloids walking around in shops with onesies and high top runners on him arm-in-arm with Miss Cher Lloyd, you know, the Romeo and Juliet of our generation. I'm not really sure. Let me know if you have any thoughts on that, because I'm still, it's been weeks since he said this, and I'm still kind of baffled that he said that. It was incredibly unnecessary. And the reason I say this is, like, while he's saying all this, Miss Beyonce Knowles, our one and only Queen B, is present, waiting to finally be awarded Album of the Year. Finally. You know, she's been in the game for 25 years, with a total of 32 awards and 88 nominations for the Grammys, for her music, which includes her solo music, her work in Destiny's Child, and The Carters. And on that night, she became the most awarded and most nominated, tied alongside her husband Jay-Z, actually, in Grammy history. But she still doesn't win Album of the Year. After all those awards and recognition, it's still not enough to warrant her the biggest award of the night. She was awarded in, no she wasn't awarded, she was nominated in 2010 for I Am Sasha Fierce, Taylor Swift Fearless wins, nominated in 2015 for her self-titled album Beyonce, Beck Morning Faze wins, nominated in 2017 for Lemonade, Adele's 25 wins, and then nominated in 2017. Twenty-three for Renaissance and Harry wins I would have been throwing fists like she is this is why we think for as a god like she, she's such a better person than I am like I would have been rioting rioting like four albums and you're not giving me any of them and let's be real Renaissance there was nothing that was the most iconic thing that came out of last year and I will not hear any arguments to the contrary right You know, I I don't get it. Like, why why are they not awarding her this award? I can't see anybody else that deserves it more than her. It's insane. So that's why I'm kind of just like, Harry, you know, just tone that down a bit. You know, we've got Beyonce, who's, as I just said, explained all that. And she's also a female artist and a black female artist. And, you know she's having a hard fucking time here. I mean, I'm sure Beyonce's not having a hard time. I'm sure she's like, she's Beyonce, but you know what I mean? Give her the recognition she deserves. Facts sake. But you know, the recording academy has acknowledged criticisms and they claim to have taken steps to address them, which I'll get into later, but it doesn't really feel like it's enough. I mean, how can we forget, how can we forget in 2021 when our boy Abel, aka The Weekend, kicked off. I mean, he kicked off when his fourth album, After our, after ours, Oh my God, I'm Nadine Coyle. After ours, After Hours received no nominations at the 63rd Grammys, despite being one of the most streamed albums of the year. He was pissed. Oh my God, that man was pissed rightly so I say when you think about it right think back now to 2020 this album after hours this is the album that had blinding lights Do you remember everybody was doing that stupid TikTok dance myself included um it had save our tears and you got ari on that banger you know it, that that's a bloody good album and I am quite shocked that that, that received not a single nomination He then, you know, went on this Twitter rant and social media outburst, said that the Grammys were corrupt. He speculated that the announcement of his then upcoming Super Bowl performance, as well as the discrepancy of being nominated as a pop music artist versus R&B, contributed to the snubs. He noted that uh, in the last 61 years of Grammys, only 10 black artists have won Album of the Year. I don't make this about me, that's just a fact. That's what he said. But when you like think about that and when you look at that figure, it is insane. And when you actually look at some of the nominations and who actually won, which I'll get into later hopefully, but the last black artist to take home album of the year was Herbie Hancock in 2008. And that was actually for a tribute to Joni Mitchell. So it wasn't even like an original album and then the last black woman before that was lauren hill in 1999 with for the miseducation or for the miseducation of miss lauren hill fantastic album deserved that but you know 10 out of 61 is crazy and i don't blame him for kicking off i i would have been the same you know he did what beyonce should have done he i you know I want to see a fight at the Grammys. I want to see like a physical fist fight. Like give me Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, but Beyoncé like getting Harry Styles into a chokehold and kind of nuzzling up his luscious hair and then maybe banging his head against the podium or something. It seems a bit violent, but I I feel like it, it might be warranted. Dare I say? But um yes, yeah, so the weekend. Then he goes on to join a growing list of black artists such as Drake, Kanye West, Frank Ocean, whose public um, rebukes, 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 rebukes. I can't speak today. I, this, I i actually think I should stop recording now, just call it quits, save yous all. But um, yeah, they said that they have kind of boycotted the Grammys is basically what I was saying for that. Um, You know, the Grammys have been known for snubbing specific genres, in particular alternative rock and hip-hop. And when you snub genres like hip-hop, you're automatically snubbing black recording artists. Like, there's no two ways about it. And it's not only a genre, but it's a culture hip-hop that was, like, it was formed during the 1970s when block parties became increasingly popular in New York particularly among African-American youths who were residing in the Bronx. You know, so when you're dismissing hip-hop, you're dismissing the culture around it and then you're thus dismissing black recording artists. And the Grammys have always, always, always preferred pop-friendly hip-hop as opposed to more mature hip-hop. And there is one in particular, and I feel like people know what I'm going to say here if you know me you know how passionate I am about this particular Grammy snub but it just makes me so angry still to this day I'm gonna set a scene for you it's 2014 we're still riding in the bliss of euphoria from the release of one of my favorite albums of all time Good Kid Mad City by Kendrick Lamar which was released back in 2012 but it gets better with every listen. than in 2014 It sounded as good as the first time we listened you know banger after banger after banger we got swimming pools backseat freestyle mad city money trees poetic justice the recipe with dr. Dre oh my god it is sensational so can you imagine can you imagine the pure disgust that I felt when I woke up one day in early February 2014 to hear that not only this album not win best rap album of the year which disgraceful but as if that wasn't a big enough kick in the teeth for me i then find out that macklemore yes let me repeat macklemore remember that geezer he wins best rap album of the year for the album the heist alongside ryan lewis this is an album that became a radio sensation because of a song he wrote rapping about how he only has 20 quid and he's going to go around the streets, go to all the vintage shops and he's going to wear a coat that looks like your granddad's and it, and it smells a bit like Orr Kelly Sheets piss. Like seriously. Firstly, I did not need that vision of what Orr Kelly Sheets might smell like burnham that deserves jail time no actually swipe that electric chair that's what that deserves i never want to hear those words come out of a man again um just oh i i can't even think about it moving on even if good kitty even good kitty even if good kid mad city didn't win literally any of the other nominations would have been better we had nothing was the same by drake magna carta holy grail by jay-z and Jesus by kanye west right so you're telling me five artists are nominated or five albums are nominated for this four by black recording artists one by a white artist the genre is rap a genre curved and created and driven by black recording artists and you're gonna give it to fucking macklemore to, to macklemore Like, the crusty old men in the Recording Academy heard that song. Heard him say, I'ma take your grandpa style, I'ma take your grandpa style, not for real, ask your grandpa, can I have his hand me dance? They listened to that and they thought, that's it, it's the golden ticket. And when you think back to what I said there, I remember that song coming out. And was I bopping away to that song? Absolutely, because, you know, he did well at making a catchy song. It's catchy. It was played everywhere. I remember I was in TY and I was rehearsing rehearsing oh my god rehearsing for my TY musical hairspray and that song was everywhere. We were singing it, loving it. But I'm also aware enough to know that there's no way in hell that that should have been beaten Mr. Lamar. And just for some context, if you're not familiar with the album Good Kid, Mad City, which if you're not if you take one thing away from this podcast is to go and listen to that album it is an incredible piece of work Kendrick basically writes the album in chronological order outlining the harsh realities of him growing up in Compton California it addresses and um, topics such as economic disadvantage it, like being from an economically disadvantaged background retributive gang violence, the oppression of women, all while considering the effects that this has had on his loved ones and the people around him. It goes through a narrative of him starting off as this arrogant, boisterous teenager who thinks that he can rule the world, he can get any woman he wants, he's getting into the drug ring, he's he's a gangster, basically. And then he slowly progresses into becoming a much more thought-provoking spiritual adult in his later years realizing that like maybe this actually isn't what life's all about so that's what like we were up against um and here's the kicker here's the kicker though and this just makes me laugh Laugh laughing like an angry way actually so later on on social media that night a transcript of a text that Macklemore sent to Kendrick after his win he put up so Malcolm will put this up on his own instagram and this is what he said you got robbed i wanted you to win you should have it's weird and it sucks that i robbed you i was gonna say that during the speech but then the music started playing (laughs) oh my god guys i'm so sorry i just just started severely choking there halfway through that quote i had to stop um this is why you don't eat before you record. I There's a, there's a high chance that this might happen again and I'm just going to pause it because I'm not starting this recording again. But I'm going to repeat what I just said in case you didn't catch that. Macklemore's text to Kendrick was, you got robbed. I wanted you to win. You should have. It's weird that and sucks that I robbed you. I was gonna say that during the speech. Then the music started playing during my speech and I froze. Anyway, you know what it is. Congrats on this year and your music. Appreciate you as an artist and a friend. Much love. Um, Drake was clearly on the save wavelength as me because he thought that the apology was whack as fuck. His part's not mine. Why does that sound so funny coming out of Drake's Mac? It sounds like a valley girl. That's a whack as fuck. Um, But... Kendrick was, you know... A sweetheart. But then again, these these artists are much better people than I am. Um, I mean, at least... Before you look into it too much. Because he... Went on to say that the text surprised me. But Macklemore is a genuine dude. The Good Kid Mad City album nominee... Um, what am I trying to say oh my god I'm sorry that choking fit really has me my head scrambled basically Kendrick said that Malcolm was a genuine dude and that however it panned out he wishes him success he touched people's souls and no one can take that away really the whole Grammy moment was incredible not everyone gets that shot don't really understand what he meant about you know that he touched people's souls I admit I might need to go and re-listen to the heist but I don't remember a single other song from that album no wait actually wasn't that song can't hold us another that's a song that I hear now and I am like I'm gonna blow my brains out where do we go back this is the moment oh my god it just reminds me do you know what it reminds me of and only a handful of you guys will get it it just reminds me of Luna nightclub And I'll say nothing more there. You can take that as you want. But there you go. The thing I... Back on track here now. The thing I don't understand is... You have to actually put your name forward for a Grammy. So your team and you have to decide that you want a Grammy. So you have to put yourself forward for it. So if Macklemore didn't really think he deserved the award... Then why the bloody hell did he put himself forward? Just for the shits and giggles. We had seen we seen this before back in twenty when was it, twenty seventeen when Adele won album of the year um and snubbed Beyonce, as we've already discussed, and she went up there on stage with her whole team crying. She was like, Beyonce, you were the artist of my life. I can't possibly accept this award and she's crying and Beyonce's like, Oh my god and Jay Z's beside Beyonce, like, Yeah, you're fucking right. And then she, like, proceeds to do this, like, real, yeah, women empowerment and breaks the Grammy in half, as in, like, to give Beyoncé her share. But, I mean, it's my sentiment and all, but those Grammys that they get are actually props um, because the real Grammys need to be engraved with their name and everything on them. So, yeah, like, I just don't get it. Like, if you really don't think you don't deserve the award, then stop bloody nominating yourself. Do us all a favor, please. Another slub somebody please can somebody please actually count up the amount of times that i have messed up a word today or can't speak can't do a full sentence i haven't even had a drink maybe i should maybe it might actually help me speak better but yes, yeah, if somebody wants to now go back and listen to this and give me some statistics about how badly i'm speaking please go ahead But another snub along similar lines, which I remember at the time being, quite frankly, outraged about, if you will, was the exclusion of he who shall not be named, he who shall not be named, the Dark Lord, otherwise known as Kanye West, AKA Ye, his um, 2011 album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Now listen, we can say all we want about Mr. West, Um, because let's face it he has proven to be nothing more than unhinged and a massive arsehole over the past few years and that's to put it lightly but that album is one of the most critically acclaimed albums of our generation it is one of the best hip-hop albums ever made it isn't my favorite of his albums but I do think it is one of if not his best album it was a real career-defining moment for him. It was an incredible comeback after 808s um, and Heartbreaks. Is that what that album was called? Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and he didn't go on to win Best Rap Album of the Year. No, he did. So basically what I was disgusted at the time was like that it, that was not nominated for Album of the Year. It was nominated and it won Best Rap Album of the Year. But I don't think that that excuses its exclusion from the main category. When you look at the other albums that were nominated, so Twenty One by Adele, one Adele just is rearing her head here, left, right, and centre, isn't she? So Twenty One by Adele, one, um, and when you think about the songs on that, that was um, someone like you. Rumour has it was Rolling the Deep in that one, or was that in Nineteen? I think Rolling the Deep was in Nineteen. I can't think of the other songs in that album, but, you know, like, big singles, like, big chair toppers. Other nominations were Wasting Lights by the Foo Fighters, Born This Way, Lady Gaga, Do Hoops, Do Whoops, actually, I should say, Do Whoops and Hooligans by Bruno Mars, and Loud by Rihanna. And all of them are great albums and have great songs, but if you had to have put that Kanye album up against them, it would have absolutely floored them all. Like, they wouldn't have stood a chance, or they shouldn't have stood a chance. But I guarantee you, even if it was up against them, 21 by Adele would have won. Um, And that's going back to the whole more mature hip-hop. That album was quite... It was quite heavy. Like, he talked about, like, quite heavy topics. And, you know, there was a lot of foul language in there, but that went hand-in-hand hand with the lyrics. Um, And a lot of the songs weren't really radio hits, I think. I mean... The only song I can remember being a real like on the radio was all of the lights. Uh, every other like Runaway, Power, uh, Devil in a New Dress. I don't think they were like big on the radio. So that like, you know, further reiterates my point that I made earlier. Um another one that it just oh my god this now like if this now i don't know what point i'm on now i'm probably in like the third or fourth point but if this one doesn't sell you that the grammys are snubbing black recording artists and snubbing hip-hop and snubbing mature hip-hop then i don't really i actually i don't i don't think i can change your mind but channel orange by frank ocean one of Oh my God, what a fantastic album. Like, start to finish, a masterpiece. And in 20... When was that album released? 2012? Like, nobody was doing that kind of stuff in 2012. It was visionary. um, And he did not win one single award at the 2013 Grammys. Like, excuse me? He was nominated for Album of the Year. Guess who won Album of the Year? It just gets worse, honestly. Mumford and Sons. Babel mumford and sons babel remember we went through that whole phase of like you know white boys doing folk poppy folk yeah there you go um mumford and sons wins album of the year over channel orange um best new artist guess who won best new artist (laughs) fun do you recall who fun is yeah, I, I thought you might forget. Uh, let me rejig your memory. They sang that incredibly annoying song, We Are Young. Tonight, we are young. You're getting a lot of my singing today, guys. Um, I literally can't think of a single other song that they sing. And that song, We Are Young, there is only one appropriate place for that song to be played and that is at your six-year graduation mass go into that church take a seat get your little certificate sit down stand up sing half-hoursly a nice semi-emotional song about how you're gonna miss all your friends and then fuck off I never want to hear it again do you know what I mean put that in a box dig it up I long forgotten This is why we can't have nice things, guys. This is why we can't have nice things. This is why we have to wait years, years and years and years for our favourite artists to release new music because they're not getting the recognition they deserve and they can't be harassed. You know, let me think, right? So he didn't even nominate, he didn't even put his, I don't think, like blonde his. Next album then wasn't even nominated, but I also don't think he actually put that forward because he was like, What's the point? That was released in when was Blonde released? 2016, I wanna say. Let me double check that fact for you. I should have really got this. Um let me do a little typey typey. I think it was 20 2016, yes, I was right. 2016, it's now 2023. Um where is our music, Frank? Rihanna, last album. Auntie, 2016. Where's that? Beyoncé. Yes, she did release an album uh, there last year, but uh, 2016 again was Lemonade. Who else? Uh, Kendrick Lamar released his first album last year uh, since 2017. You know, the list goes on and on and on and on. Um, And it's because they're not getting the recognition they deserve. That's my theory. You know, we... As humans and we can say all we want that we don't care what people think and you know if that's you good enough and to a certain extent you know I actually really don't care what people think but it's in our human nature to thrive on praise and if like if you think if any of you that like are working or whatever um, if you're not getting praised by like your management or whatever you're I'm just I know me personally I'm just kind of left there thinking like what's the point like, and I can only imagine that they were thinking the same thing. They're like, I'm making these masterpieces, masterpieces. And I'm getting snubbed over people like Fun, who we haven't heard of since 2013, I don't think. You know, we they need to be given the recognition that they deserve, um it's quite demoralizing and I would only imagine that it like where's the motivation for them to release new music if they're not getting anything in return I mean Frank if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> why do I think Frank Ocean's listening to this oh my god but anyway on the off chance that you are Frank Frank baby we will listen bring out some new music honey it's it's, it's time enough we need you I need that soothing voice in my ear at night time please 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 But yeah, I mean, when you think about everything I just said there, it doesn't take much to lean upon the side that the Grammys are in fact rigged. Rigged, 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 rigged. And funnily enough, the previous CEO of the Recording Academy has said the same thing. So Deborah Duggan is an American executive who was the first female president and CEO of the Recording Academy. But on January 16, 2020, she was relieved of her duties and placed on administrative leave after being accused of bullying her assistant, which resulted in the assistant taking a leave of absence. So in response to this, Duggan made claims that the organisation was complicit in corruption, citing voting irregularities, financial mismanagement, unnecessary legal bills, and conflicts of interest involving members of the Academy's board, executive committee, and outside lawyers. So then on March 2nd, 2020, the Recording Academy announced that it had officially fired her. So she then went on to do her first interview on the matter for NBC back in 2020, And she said that the Recording Academy offered her millions to keep her silence. Millions. Jesus Christ. In the interview, she is joined by her lawyer and she said that the committee who go on to make the final nominees can be influenced. And this includes business affiliates of the artists being in the room during the nominations, as well as some of the artists themselves and the nominating committee having personal relationships with the nominees. She said that that year, so the 2020 Grammys, I'm pretty sure this interview only took place maybe like the week before the 2020 Grammys. So she said that Ariana Grande's song, Thank You Next, and Ed Sheeran's song, Perfect, were up for nomination, but then two slippery artists got got in ahead of them. And, you know, once you put one person in, you got to take somebody out. Um she went on then to say that it's predominantly white males who make the decisions which let's face it doesn't surprise me at all when you actually look at the people who have won Um I can just picture a board full of CDL men in there with their musky suits sipping I don't know scotch or something really stupid I don't know why I said that but you know what I mean Um but the Recording Academy responded to this by saying that the allegations claiming members or committees use use our process to push forward nominations for artists they have relationships with are categorically false, misleading, and wrong. Every time I hear the word categorically, I just think of Molly May, Molly May, Categorically, Tommy. Tommy, categorically. Um, anyway, she then goes on, she then went on then to say that the previous CEO... Neil Portnow um, and she quotes it is I believe a f- it is I believe a fact that he has that he as the head of the Recording Academy did have sex with a young woman who would love to get a Grammy and so that in itself I think is a fireable offense so it's interesting actually to note that the reason Deborah was actually selected as CEO for the Recording Academy was in response to the outrage over the low female representation at the 2018 Grammys. Um, and the then CEO slash president, Neil Portner who I just mentioned, commented that, listen to this shit. Like, honestly, middle-aged old white men are like, like especially ones in in, in a position of power just splurt some amount of shite out of their mouth I'm sorry for my language but listen to this he said I think it has to begin with women who have the creativity in their hearts and their souls who want to be musicians who want to be engineers who want to be producers who want to be part of the industry on an executive level to step up because I think they would be welcome so he just basically said step up he's like it's not my problem You gotta do better, step it up. I'm sorry, 2018 had some fantastic hits from the ladies. um, And female artists are constantly being snubbed. So after this, an 18 person task force led by Time's Up co-founder, Tina Teeshan, Titian I think that's how you pronounce name was created to study the recording academy's problems and make recommendations and after a search on the 8th of May 2019 its board of trustees confirmed that Miss Duggan would be its next president and CEO so going back there to 2018 that year for the Grammys um, a new hashtag was created after the show called hashtag Grammys so Male. so the Grammys I assume it's like the Grammys are so male. After Alessia Cara was the only woman to win a major award, taking home Best New Artist. SZA, um, that was would have been the year that SZA released her debut album, Control, which I mean, if you're not in the SZA bandwagon after releasing her new album, SOS, then you should have been back in the days because Control is, oh my God, chef's kiss. That woman knows how to write in her fields let me tell you go listen to it she went home empty hand- and empty handed after she was the most nominated woman of the year um lord was the only woman nominated for album of the year for her album melodrama which honest to god has some of the best the best pop music i've ever heard on that album it is produced by jack antonoff so it makes sense but you know green light liability um super cut oh my god fantastic album go listen to it she didn't win that um bruno mars won that for 24 karat magic and i like bruno mars if anybody knows me they know how much i love silk sonic because i love anderson pack love bruno mars um but uh, 24 karat magic it's not a great album it's all right it's got a few groovy tunes on there but mm um a report then came out from the University of California published then on the 25th of January found that of the 899 women nominated for the Grammy Awards between 2013 and 2018, only 9% were women. 9%. Um, and I do think if you're a woman and you're winning a Grammy, that it's because you have sold big numbers like you've sold in the charts you've made your way up in the charts I don't think there's another way to do it it doesn't matter how good your music is it doesn't matter how good your fan base is if you're not making big buck on that album you ain't getting it um and I think this I mean there's been speculation that Billie Eilish now this is all I'm putting my tinfoil hat on here this is all <laughs> there's no hard proof of this and it's not my opinion, this part anyway, it's just speculation that has been out there that one of the people who, you know, has had a big influence on the Recording Academy's committee um, is Billie Eilish. And when you think back um, in, I think it was the 2020 Grammys, yeah, she, that was the year that she won all the awards um, and it was her first time kind of being nominated for a Grammy and she was only 18, and it's just insane. I mean, that album's good, but one of my favorite albums of all time was released in 2019 by my favorite female musician, Miss Lana Del Rey, releasing Norman fucking Rockwell. You know, this shit got under my skin. Like, I felt that music deep, deep in my bones. I don't think I've ever been the same since. Like, I don't think I slept the same since I've heard that album. Um, It was her sixth studio album, and even after all those years, she was continuing to push herself outside of the box where people were trying to put her in. You know, she's been criticised for years by the music industry for glamorising domestic abuse, glamorising drugs and all this stuff. And it's not the case at all. If you listen to her music, she's simply just speaking from her her own perspective. And I don't think the Recording Academy liked her her lyrics and I don't think they liked what she stood for. Um, so she's never won a Grammy and that year she was up for album of the year. And I really think, I really like, that year is how I felt this year with Beyonce. I really thought like, this is the year Lana's gonna win. What a fantastic album, but Billy wins it for when we all fall asleep, where do we go? Um. And I do think Billy's level of artistry at such a young age is phenomenal. Um, I couldn't imagine doing the shit she's done at her age. But I do think it was Lana's turn. And I think what got to a lot of her fans, Lana's fans, was the fact that Billy stated several times in her interviews that Lana was a huge influence in her creative direction. And, I mean, you can definitely hear that in both... Oh, my God... frog in my throat sorry you can definitely hear that in both of their music they have a very dark but melodic sound that's so specific to them like nobody really sounds like them but Lana has spent like her entire music career career creating basically her own genre for alternative girls like Billy, and for Billy then to win this award for her first full-length studio album alongside the other three awards for her first time at the Grammys it there was something a bit seedy about it felt a bit unfair um, also when she went up to win the award to accept the award because she was up against uh, Thank You Next by Ariana Grande she accepted the award and said Thank You Next got me through some shit I love you Ariana like ouch ouch no mention of Miss Lana okay Billy um, I don't want to get too much into that because I do have an entire episode planned on Lana so I'll save my thoughts for that but you know when you think about that album too, like Norman Rockwell wasn't. I don't know. why I said Norman. Like the album's called Norman Fucking Rockwell. Norman Fucking Rockwell wasn't playing on the radio anywhere. Um, Billie Eilish's, however, a bad guy. Jesus Christ, that song was everywhere. Say and that song when the party's over, very depressing song, beautiful song. I really like that song. How many times Canadians say the word song? But you know what I mean. We're rarely getting females winning these big awards, and when we are, they're very, very commercially successful. Um, it does sound like I can't win here. You know, I'm. It probably sounds like I'm giving out, but I'm not really like, you know. Lana should have won that award. I think Lord should have won that award to Bruno Mars. I think Beyonce should have won the award to Adele. So It's not like I'm saying women shouldn't be winning these awards because I absolutely think they bloody should. But it just seems like the Grammys have a really loving relationship for white males, basically. So if you're a female and you're... If you're a female and or... black recording artist you're pretty much fucked with these awards like nobody gives you the time of day like let me know what you think about that um and if there's any particular moments that you can think of that i haven't spoke about that made you be like what the fuck what the fuck um a quick fight I'm going to try and wrap this up now because I feel like, let me, how long have I been recording for 50 minutes? Jesus, Aideen, I knew I could talk but that's something. Um, If that wasn't, um, you know, enough evidence to show you that the Grammys are just a big scam and they're rigged and they're severely lacking in diversity and, you know, just a big commercial machine, I'm going to do a quick fire round of some artists that have never won a Grammy. ABBA. Yes, ABBA, not only that, but ABBA have never even been nominated for a single Grammy. Can you fucking believe that? The Swedes, the iconic Swedes have never even been nominated. You're telling me that when Dancing Queen didn't come out, they weren't snatching up those awards. Hello? So it clearly like people have this perception that the Grammys are like, the be all end all, like if you have a Grammy or this music god, but this list, I'm telling you now, I'm gonna go through this list and you're gonna be like, oh shit, the Grammys don't mean shit. And they don't, they don't mean anything. ABBA, The Beach Boys, Queen, yes, Queen, as in Freddie Mercury, Brian May, Roger Taylor, and, oh shit, what's the other man's name? Roger Taylor, Brian May, I can't think of the other man's name. Anyway, um, yeah, Queen and everyone. Can you imagine? Can you imagine not awarding Queen for A Night at the Opera? For Bohemian Rhapsody? For literally any of their songs? Sorry? That is honestly offensive. I, I can't believe that. Bob Marley, Jimi Hendrix, Patti Smith. Katy Perry, now you might think she's a big commercial star, and I get it, but let's be honest, her album Teenage Dream and that song alone is pop perfection. She had five number one singles from her album Teenage Dream, making her the first woman to ever do that, and she's had 13 nominations, no Grammys. Tupac, he's been nominated six times. Um, on that note, Biggie, Notorious B.I.G., never won any. Guns N' Roses. This one I find insane actually. Nicki Minaj has never won a Grammy and Cardi B has won one. Now if that, I'm sorry, but if that sentence alone doesn't make you think there's a problem here, then I don't know what will. Like Cardi B, I mean, she's funny and all that and some of her songs are bops, but if you're putting Nicki and Cardi B like in a brawl, choose your fighter, Nicki is winning. Are you joking? The shit's going down. I would love to see that fight Snoop Dogg Snoop Dogg he's been in the game for so long and he's never won a bloody like what Naz um I'm pretty sure his album Illumatic is that what it's called that's like the the best hip-hop album like ever like not my opinion as in it's just out there I think he got snubbed back back in the day, in the 90s, uh, that was a big controversy. Diana Ross, uh, The Doors. Uh, there's more, but that I'm gonna stop there. Um, just have a think about that list, because I'm shocked. Like, I I still can't believe that ABBA haven't received one single nomination, or that Queen haven't received, I think they were only nominated four times as well. It's crazy, 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 crazy. Um, some of, um, yeah, I'm sorry, I I think I'm drained. I think I'm so passionately drained from all this ranting that the last two brain cells are like really rubbing together to form a cohesive thought. Um, and it's Thursday, nearly Friday tomorrow. I'm just like, oh, weekend. But to wrap this up, I thought it would be funny to talk about some of the more non-award giving moments at the Grammys so like uh, moments that aren't about like who won what just for a bit of fun so the first one this one makes me laugh actually this one this one I didn't know this until I was researching this and I was like what the fuck that is mental so there was a group like a duo called I don't know if anybody knows them um Millie Vanilli so they actually had to return their Grammy for Best New Artist in 1990 after everybody found out that they didn't actually sing any of the vocals on the record. Um, I respect that. I respect that shit. You know, deny till you die. They went up on that stage. No, actually, they, somebody recorded their vocals. They put their name in it. They submitted a nomination to the Grammys. They win the award, go up and give their speech, probably thank God. I don't really know. And they just like they denied till they died. And they didn't I denied till somebody fucking find they. It's giving me real like Nadine Coyle energy. Do you know, like, oh, my God, what day of birth did a I birthday say? I was born in the name making me a Gemini. Oh, my God, what day of birth did a birthday say? That's the energy that that's giving me. And that is iconic, truly iconic. Um, When JLo basically invented Google Images by showing up in that Versace dress, you know the one I'm talking about, the green one, the flowy one, the one where she just looks like a goddess. People Google that shit so much after the Grammys that the Grammys had to add on a new feature onto Google called Google Images. I want to do something that iconic in my lifetime. Like that is, she's the it girl. Sorry, Jose, because I'm the it girl. I never asked to be the shit girl. That's what she was singing in her head. Um, When Gaga showed up to the red carpet in a bloody egg, like a literal hard boiled egg. And we thought we'd seen it all with the meat dress. We thought we'd seen it all. But that lady knows how to make an entrance. And she didn't emerge from that egg until she performed Born This Way later on in the night. I can only imagine the people carrying that egg, like a coffin. They must be henched. That is a fantastic shoulder workout. God, like I hope, I, I, you'd want to be getting paid a lot for that, wouldn't you? But what an honor that must be, like saying I got to just carry Lady Gaga around in an, in an egg all night. Um, this one makes me laugh actually. This is like, this is one of the things that I watch when I'm in a sad mood. Um Do people have that? I mean, I have. Me and my friend Chloe actually were in Venice a few weeks ago and we were watching um, those TikToks of like British pop culture moments I can't stop thinking about. And they're always like the ones of Alison Hammond and stupid stuff for that one. Shanice, your mouth is moving a lot like a rat. Yappa, 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 shut it, please. Do you know those, those clips? This one comes under that for me. And Nicki Minaj performs a Catholic exorcism on herself to her own song, Roman Holiday, in 2012. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go and re-watch this after this. It's so fucking chaotic. I'd say the holy Church goers sold out of holy water um, and were washing their eyes out, using that as their fucking eye solution for 30 times over after that performance. Uh, probably had to go to the parish priest, um, God, three times a day for the next six years after seeing that. God, I need my soul cleansed. I've seen terrible, terrible things this evening. Um, Iconic on Miss Minaj's behalf. Um, And then finally, when Queen Latifah initiated 24, yes, 24 same-sex marriages on stage at the 2014 show now that guys is nothing more than guess what I'm gonna say guess what I'm gonna say don't say it 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 don't say, it, don't say it. iconic dun, dun, dun. and that is that guys I've decided that I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there but I hope that that's given you maybe a bit of an indication as to what the Recording Academy is like why the Grammys really and truly don't mean shit. Am I going to keep watching them? I mean, I don't actually watch them, obviously, because I'm in a, I'm in a different time zone, but I, I do keep up with it the next day. Um, Yeah, I'll probably keep up to date with it. Am I going to be pissed every year? Without a doubt. Um, I don't think anything's going to change. I think Hollywood and those big industries are too focused on cash. Greedy bastards really, aren't they? But... You know, not much we can do. Um The only thing I can be is hopeful that all these fantastic artists continue to release fantastic music that we are all lucky enough to listen to. <coughs> Frank Ocean, give it to me please. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed that and it was semi-insightful. Let me know what you think. And let me know what you thought of the first episode. I hope that it was okay. I hope the sound is okay because I'm still making, using like a shitty mic. Ma- shift system I need to buy headphones but I'm also terrified of like listening to my own voice while recording I did it briefly the other day and it sounded like I was having a stroke and I don't know if that's normal um and I couldn't do it I actually couldn't do it It made me very self-conscious um but yeah thank you again for listening it would be great if you could rate this on whatever platform you're listening to I am working on trying to get this on Apple Uh, Podcast, but that's it. It's a bit more difficult than getting it on Spotify and everything. But if you have a spare minute, leave it five stars. Or I mean, if you don't think it's five stars, then fine, whatever. Just give it whatever. Um, but please, please, if you can, follow, rate, follow me on Instagram, share my shit, like it, comment, tell me what you want to hear. If you have any suggestions as to future episodes let me know and yeah I hope that you enjoyed that I hope you're not too sick of me already because there's a lot more of me coming and yeah speak to you all soon guys